0: God is so good, isn't he? I'm not going to waste any time. We just, uh, we're so glad to be here today. And uh, it's amazing to have our friend and my pastor, Benjamin Arday, here today. So if you came, just be expecting and uh, open up your hearts. And uh, that's not even something you can fully do. You just, you just say, Lord, you have it. He's going to have to open it, but you just give it to him today. Don't hold back and let the Holy Spirit move on your heart today. And so with that, I just want to welcome Benjamin up here right away. I don't want to take any more time and give you a sweaty mic. Hallelujah. Amen, Adam. Praise God. Glory. Well, it's great to be with everybody here at uh, No Name Church, uh, which is the name above every other name, the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And uh, to be with Adam and Dawn and what God is doing in their lives is exciting and what God is doing in each one of your lives. and to be in this time in uh, the United States. Uh, We are in a tremendous time in the world, I believe, and God is preparing a people where he's gonna show up with tremendous miracles, tremendous signs and wonders, and uh, we are part of that history moment in preparation for what God wants to do. How many have faith for that? Let's give the Lord a clap for that. You know, the word of the Lord said that when it gets darker, God's light only shines brighter. And you just got to learn to tune into what God's saying, not what everybody else is saying. Come on, if God is for you, who can be against you? And uh, so I'm glad that I could be. I have not ministered a lot because the Lord told me to come just to the USA to spend some time with him. Uh, We are in South Africa. We've launched in the last year a move called Pray for Essay, hashtag Pray for Essay. We've reached over 40 million people views, and um, it's a growing movement of prayer. 60% of our audience is international, and uh, many people have come alongside. We've had many people downloading over uh, 20,000, I believe it's many churches, and regularly participating in our uh, curriculum for prayer. And so, you know, the Bible said these things don't come out but by prayer and fasting. So when we get in agreement with God, God moves the mountains. Amen. And so we, we see in the nations and in South Africa, South Africa is kind of a microcosm of what's going on globally. You know, the enemy's strategy right now is to divide people. And the Bible said nation will rise up against nation, which means ethnos. Satan's strategy or the devil's strategy is to cause ethnicity. Whether your culture is whatever culture it is or your color, whatever color it is, the enemy will use identity. You see, that's why the Bible said, we no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. I'm not that identity. My identity is in Christ. I've died to that identity. And I see a lot of folks picking up their identity and whatever identity you are, whether you are, the Bible said even there's no gender in the kingdom, meaning that we are spirit beings, and we live from the spirit into our natural expression that we are. Come on, somebody that God has called us to be, and we do it by faith. Come on, somebody, and uh, we do it in our natural life too, because if you look at yourself in the mirror, you're going to get disappointed. Everybody's different. Everybody's got, you know, different limps, and different craziness going on, because we all, are fallen short of the glory of God, but we have the glory in an earthen vessel, and if you go by the label that the world puts on you, or the label that your family says about you, or what generationally you are, the Bible said there are no, all curses have been broken through the blood of Jesus, and we are new creations in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away, all things become new, so I do not judge you by the outside, God does not look at the outside. God looks at the heart. And I think that's the struggle that many of us are facing now. So we latch ourselves to some kind of identity that the media portrays. But instead of finding our identity in what God says about us. For God created us in his image. Not in any other image. You don't need your image from the media, what the media says about you. But it's what God says about you. If God says it about you, that's who you're going to be. So the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, not unto anything else. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the suffering of the cross. That's what it all boils down to. As simple as that, we all have a cross, and that cross destroys the old man. Come on, somebody. It has to destroy the old man. Jesus was not pretty on the cross. There's seasons that you're going to go through. I'm just talking right now. But in your life, that will not be pretty because God's dealing with the old man. There's nothing good in the old man. No matter how, you know, you do it. <laughs> Amen? So, yeah. So, we got pray for essay, And one of the things is I believe God is going to use prayer to combat the enemy's strategy, which is, the Bible said, mentalities. We have a lot of mindset. The Bible said bringing down every high thing, which is idolatry, mentalities, mindsets that have been in our programming, our DNA. Your DNA is your programming. Jesus rewrote the code. Come on. So we have to change our DNA. Be ye not conformed to this present world, but be ye transformed. Which means the Lord said, when you receive the word, the spirit and the power of the word, he will transform you into his image. Come on. Peter, James and John went to the mountain and they were transfigured. We go from even being transformed to be transfigured. There's a glory that God wants us to carry as his people in the earth today. That's what your friends and neighbors and what people outside are looking for. They're not looking for a church that's like church, church, and relevant, and, and, and lights, and music. Yeah, That works for a little while. But people want to know that what you believe in is supernatural. Because if it can change you, it can change them. And that's what God's looking for in us. We, we will have the victory. But if we're looking like Lot's wife back while we're walking forward, we're going to turn to pillars of salt. So we've got to change our mentality from forward, backward thinking. <laughs> you understand? We're not letting go of our culture. The Bible said, "All things are passed away," which means I'm not black, white, pink, blue. I'm not Indian. I'm not red Indian. Whatever. I don't know what's culturally right in the world today. Hopefully, I didn't offend anybody now. But you know, but but I and I'm not my, I am one with Christ. And I express his image. That's very strategic and important in the world today. Because the tools of the enemy that he's using is identity. Because nobody knows who they are anymore. Come on. So we got to know who we are. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And the battle in the United States of America is all about self and it's a war about like this nucleus of myself and of my surroundings but the bible said i must die to myself so that's the power that god will release in the church or through the church understanding what the church is it's an organism it's a body and when you've died to yourself, you join the organism. Just like you have cells in your body, supernaturally, you connect. Because in the natural, you would never connect. Because in the natural, that's again identity. You separate yourself from others. But in Christ, we're united by the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Because the blood is supernatural. That's why the Bible says we must partake. Drink. Eat of me. Drink of me. Because we partake in his sufferings. We partake in his spirit. The life of his spirit. We become united in Christ. And there's that uniting factor. Like the blood in our bodies. It supernaturally supplies to the joints. And we become those unique individual parts in the whole that the Lord is raising up, just as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. We are one in that unit of expression in the earth. So church is not this building and Dawn and Adam and, what God is doing for them. They're an expression. We're united because we're united because we have a same spirit. We have the same spirit. In fact, the word of the Lord said it's the same spirit dwells in you that raised Jesus from the dead. It will quicken your mortal body. That means that doing your life is supernatural. When, you, when, you're, when you're a child of God, you can only do life or this Christian walk Supernaturally, going to church is to get together to get you know empowered and anointed. And united because the Bible said, forsake not the gathering of the brethren. And when we gather together, there's an empowering, like when we worship today, when we gather together and we begin to praise the Lord and we begin to seek the Lord, God begins to release his divine, we can call it super. It's called dunamis power, not energy power. It's, it's greater than energy power because dunamis power is perpetual. It increases. The kingdom should be increasing within us. And so our struggle in, in, in ourselves is only overridden by the power that God is working in our lives amen and I, and I just want to encourage you because you are great agents as in fact the word of the Lord said that we're ambassadors we representatives of a different culture and it's called the kingdom culture and th- that that's, that is the the mystery in many ways, because I see so much that the Bible said Satan is he's divisive, the divisive works of the enemy. He's divisive, and it's all in here. It's all in the thought processes, and that's where idolatry is, And, and the enemy really uses bitterness, and remember many of the attitudes that each of us may have have been passed down even into our coding, Come on, somebody. Because it goes deeper than even just what we've experienced in our life. Because the Bible said the curse goes to the third and the fourth generation. That's why some folks have generational blessings. Some folks have generational curses. I, there's folks that I've studied out there you know, their their lines and you've seen how they've increased in blessings and others haven't, because some of the ancestors got into the occult, got into witchcraft, got into sexual sins, and so forth, and it passes down. But you are like Abraham called out of darkness. And you gotta break the cycle and the programming. And and that's where you submit your will to God, you know, because your natural man is at enmity. And it's in opposition to the ways of God. And so you take the word and you abide in the word and you use the word to crush the serpent. As it may, figuratively. And sometimes even literally (laughs) in your life. Amen. So today I want to read out of Genesis 37. I want to talk about the three dimensions. The three dimensions to receive your inheritance, the three dimensions that we go through, the process. All right? Genesis 37, verse number 3. It says in Genesis 37, verse number 3, Now Israel, Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. I'll read that again. Israel loved Joseph more than any of his children because he was the son of his old age. And uh, there we begin to see, and he made him a coat of many colors. And I want to encourage you today that, It's not always what it looks like. The first realm that Joseph went through was the natural realm. In other words, Joseph was, I want to really just use Joseph as a type and shadow of where we all go through to receive, which is what Jesus said, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the suffering of the cross. We are born naturally, so naturally, we look at things naturally. We have to learn to change our mentality to the supernatural thought processes. So naturally, it's easy for us to get caught up in life and deal with it the way we know how, which is through logic, reasoning understanding now understandably there was joseph joseph was the last second last son he was the son of jacob whom he loved israel and he had a divine call from god and we all have a divine or a measure of the anointing or divine call from god supernaturally we all have a spark a A an inheritance. We all have beauty. We all have phenomenal potential in the Lord. Now, something that Joseph had was he was he had something that God had identified. If the Bible said, Before you are born, you know, formed in your mother's womb, I know you. God knew you. God puts us in this package, if I can say it that way. But it's up to us to go through the process. We get the package, but we hate the process. And uh, the process is, we've got to find ourselves, the process, the journey. and we've got to find God on the journey. Now, let me say this: that Jacob's desire Jacob is the flesh, but Jacob's desire was that his son would carry his blessing. See, Joseph couldn't handle his dad's blessing. of us have been handed things down generationally that our family desires for us our dads our moms people that we love they hand things down or you know spiritually hand things down but I'm going to say the first mantle was was natural and the journey or the process is to God, you know, that God takes us through to move into the blessing that God has for us. And this is a journey that I believe the, ch- the church is going through, is to break with the, the garments, the natural, the, the natural, the coat. It also means to cover. What's covering us? What's around us? What's surrounding us? What's over us? And I, I want to talk, I go a little bit right now to the book of Second Kings 2. 2 Kings. Chapter 2, uh, 2 Kings. Uh, chapter number two, quickly, and we begin to see the story about Elijah and Elisha. How another the story of Elijah and Elisha? We begin to see something there again. And in verse 23, we begin to see this clearly here. And it says that about Elijah and Elisha, and he went up thence from Bethel, and he was going by the way, and they came forth the children. Now, listen, I want to just explain this. Elisha had journeyed with Elijah for some period of time, and he had crossed the Jordan River, and he received the mantle of Elijah. Now, I must say this. There is an impartation of anointing that can come, but what we as God's people, what God is calling us to, are you all good today? Yes. We're kind of just digging right in there. We got a little deep this morning. For those of you... But each of us, God is calling us to that deeper place, and that is to receive the mantle of Christ, or the third dimension. I want to say higher than the third, that's really the spiritual, but I'm using three now. But it's, I call it the fourth dimension, it's outside of space and time, and we need to graduate from this. So what, what, what Elisha went through was a process of serving the man of God. He was handed the mantle. But the danger was that if you receive their old nature. You must remember, God wants us to have a mantle, but he, doesn't want, he wants us to have his nature, the nature of Christ. Okay? The Bible said, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Um, I know I come from a spiritual lineage of John G. Lake. My spiritual father's dad was under John G. Lake. They launched, he was a mighty man of God from the United States. He went to South Africa, launched what was called the Apostolic Faith Mission. In three years, they had over 100,000 people and many pastors and, uh, you know, tremendous supernatural miracle ministry. And then my spiritual fathers dad was under him and then they launched another organ- group uh, which was grew uh, very fast it was one of the largest moves of god in the 50s in the 60s and then you know god put me under another man of the lord you know my well the, my spiritual father was under him first with my parents who have a generational anointing and then i was put under this man of god when god sent me back to south africa and uh, my dad was a man of faith, but yet the Lord designed and designated me to go under my spiritual father, Chuck, who went to be with the Lord a few years ago. And, um, but he was a man of tremendous prayer, and um, I've seen the dead raised, and literally medical doctor's letters. I saw one man, he had half a brain, you know, he shot himself, half a brain. But God restored him, that he had a lower IQ than when he finished and God prayed for him. when When he had that supernatural miracle, afterwards, his IQ went up with half a brain. And that's doctor's letters. And I can tell you story after story. I saw one, we got it on video. This one guy came into the meeting. He had, his legs were loaded with, you know, from sugar, diabetes, gangrene, and literally when he lifted up his jeans, it was worms, maggots all over his leg. Imagine, it's not nice to pray over that. I was there in the meeting, and you're praying over these legs with maggots all over them, and God supernaturally healed those legs, So there's a lineage of the supernatural, and you serve the supernatural. But there's also there's a also lineage of the heavenlies. But there's something that I want to say this, you, 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 we, you get it in serving, but you've still got to get it through Christ. In other words, the anointing will transfer. It is, there is lineages, but you still God still calls us. We've got to press on for the high call in Christ Jesus. Amen? So this I want to just read now. I want to go back to Genesis 37, verse number 20. Let me go here real quick. Genesis 37, verse number 20, where you begin to see, uh, I just felt the Lord want to do to read this today so again something we see here with the story of Joseph because we're in an age where I believe God is going to begin to manifest many of the promises of God and I believe what I'm sharing today is not just for this congregation it's it's a prophetic word for where we're at God wants to release uh, a great measure of the Joseph anointing and uh, this is the journey. And the the, the people, many folks are more focused on the wealth factor. But for me, it's the inheritance factor of Christ and the image of Christ. It's the stewardship factor. See, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the suffering of the cross. And the Lord then began to release the wealth factor. For the wealth is not... Uh, the way we would see wealth, you see. You know, many years ago, the Lord tested me. In fact, I had an experience, and I saw I saw this false Jesus. I don't know how to explain it, but the spirit of the Antichrist looks like it's, it, it has a false piece to it. It's an image, and uh, wanted to give me everything. I'm not going to go into the detail of it. And it was where the Lord actually, I confronted the spirit. And I, and I understood, I had a great revelation of the, the, the wilderness experience that Jesus went through where he confronted the devil who wanted to offer him everything. And it was right there where I was about to be offered everything. I was in Dubai and I put a deal together 10, 12 years ago. It was a billion-dollar deal. It didn't happen because the Lord told me to get away from it. But I, was, I put a deal together, a billion-dollar deal, in six weeks, supernaturally. But the Lord taught me to walk away from it. And I walked away from it. Praise God. Because he said to me, he said that real wealth is in Jesus. There's been many tests God has taken me through because it's not about opportunities. It's about obedience. And I remember when the Lord told me, because my portion was 10% of that deal, I have the contracts and the evidence to show it, and it's still going on. Warner Brothers is there. And the Lord tested me. And, he said, and I called this man, I said, your soul is worth more. My portion was actually $200 million. I said, your soul is worth more than that amount of money, and I'm giving it back to you. And then the Lord showed me the wealth is in Christ Jesus. Again, I think we are so focused. The original mantle that Joseph had was a mantle of materialism, A mantle of image, imagination. We're living in the world of, you know, how's your Instagram account? I mean, I was just out in LA. I was with the guys working with some large artists, and uh, I won't name the names, but I was listening to these guys talking to the different producers and record producers and record companies, and the first thing they ask is, uh, we like your Instagram account. We can see how many people are following you. You've got a million likes. You've got 500,000 likes, and we can see what's going on. The image, you understand the image. So, so, so Joseph had the image, the image, and the image, when it's not in Christ, it, 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 it opens the door to jealousy and hatred when it's not in Christ. And when it's not, when you have not paid the price for it, come on somebody. And so Joseph in verse 20, we begin to see there, the brothers began to look. They said in verse 19, we see in verse 18, I see him afar off. uh, And he came near unto them and they conspired again to kill him. And they said to one another, behold, this dreamer comes. Come, therefore, let us kill him. Let us cast him into some pit. And we will say, some evil beast has devoured him. And we shall see what shall become of his dreams. We shall see what comes of his dreams. And then verse 31, we begin to see something again. And they took, listen to this, Joseph's coat They took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of goats and dipped the coat in the blood. There we begin to see. There we begin to see. The first dimension is that God will allow you, if you are hungry for the high call in Christ Jesus, to be stripped of the fleshly mantle the mantle of materialism the mantle of carnality and the mantle where you're appealing to others and they connect with you and they like you and you've got that image and you've got the looks because that mantle unlocks the jealousy in the others because it's natural it's not what you've paid a price for it's what your natural your father gave to you are you with me your flesh gave to you are you good so there's not only power in the mantle, but what comes with the mantle, when God gives you the mantle. And I want to ask the folks today, God is calling us to walk in the double, and who's prepared to pay the price for the double anointing that God has for you? And there's a great woman of God, her name was Catherine Coleman. Anybody heard of Catherine Coleman? Catherine Coleman was big about 30 years ago, or well, 30 plus years ago, but she had a tremendous miracle ministry And she was all over the world. She was extremely dramatic and out there, but also extremely and very powerful and anointed with great miracles. And she said this, the anointing will cost you everything. The anointing will cost you everything. And this is what the Lord has taken those that are called to be his blessed company that walk in that fourth dimensional anointing. Above and not beneath, the head and not the tail. Come on somebody, going over and not under. Everybody wants the blessing, everybody wants the increase, but God is not going to bless the flesh. God's not going to bless an old nature. We have to allow the old nature, which is the eye, must die. Are, are you hearing me today? The eye must die. God wants to bring take us through the process to Handle the inheritance and only the life of Christ can handle the anointing. It will cost you everything to handle the anointing, the life of Christ. We are going through the process to birth. The Bible said through many tribulations we enter. Are you hearing me? Through many tribulations we enter the kingdom of heaven. God wants us to enter in. So yes, we are born again of the Spirit. But when we are born again in the Spirit, the outward seed must die. Which is the casing of the natural man, the mentalities that come with it, the emotions that come with it. And we move into the highest spirit emotions and opinions and word. And that's what overcomes. God said you are more than a conqueror. For those of you that don't understand, it's going into your spirit and you will understand in time. So it's the greater one on the inside of you that will perpetuate you or take you on a journey of discovery. And that journey of discovery is not a pretty journey, but it's a journey where you have to endure certain things. The Bible said as a good soldier and you're fighting the fight of faith. On your journey because you're like, man, I'm blessed. I got this mantle. Suddenly you go from having this mantle to all this jealousy coming against you. And God deals with the blood. Because when he deals with the natural mantle, it looks ugly. Joseph looked ugly. His dad saw him. He started to cry because he cried over the flesh. The flesh was being dealt with. It wasn't pretty it was a blood of blood everywhere and God is not always so concerned even you know when you get born again many times you get around your family and friend your family and you'll find out you sit around them for two minutes and then there's not much more to talk about because on the inside you're a different person than you were on the outside so you're connected by blood but you're not really in that blood anymore you're born of the spirit and you don't know how to relate anymore because you're a different person you're a new creation and you're a brand new man and all things are passed away and you're born again hallelujah and so you begin to find that you have a family and that family is the family of god and that family joins you together and that's the journey that you're on and we love not the world come on somebody neither the things that are in the world God is establishing a lighthouse of people and even though your journey is not a pretty journey and folks don't understand you and you don't even understand you can you think about it Joseph didn't even understand what was going on with him suddenly he's the blue eyed boy and the next level he's sitting in a pit and everybody's hating on him everybody's turning on him He's he went from a prince to a slave and he's slaving in the house of Potiphar and he's going through this hellish journey and he's going through the tribulation of his life and he thinks but I'm a king's kid, my dad is promised I'm the son of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, now I'm sitting in the bottom of a well, I'm sitting rejected by everybody, my brothers turned on me, I'm the one that's gonna carry, I'm a propagator of this generational blessing and I'm sitting down in the dumps God where are you? I don't know if anybody relates to what I'm saying but that's the journey to get into the blessing of the Lord which is the high core in Christ Jesus we gotta take it come on somebody embrace the pain embrace the suffering embrace the affliction because that's what bursts the blessing and God said Joseph yes the seed is in you but it's not about you See, I think a whole lot of folks, we think, well, i got all these prophecies over my life. I've got all this inheritance over my life. And we hate the process. It was one out of 12. God had us separate him. You know, the percentages of those that will, pro- will enter into the promises of God. There was two out of a whole generation. Because nobody wants to face that enemy alone, but I want to encourage you today. Maybe there's some things you're facing on your journey with the Lord, and you say, I didn't expect it to go the way it's going right now. It seems like the more I follow God, the more I'm isolated, the more I'm in pain, the more people are rejecting me, the more I have to make tough decisions, the more it seems like I'm losing the blessing, and the more it looks like I'm a failure, the more it looks like I'm going down on the bottom. It looks like I'm going to the food bank. But God said, forget not, my child. I will provide for you. I will supply for you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Hallelujah. And you got to just go through that journey because I want to encourage you. What's inside of you is greater than what you're facing right now. And that's what God is working on. God is saying to you, my child, what I put on the inside of you is going to overcome whatever is on the outside of you. Look not at what you see. Know that I'm going to cause you to overcome. Hallelujah. Even in this generation. Hallelujah. There's a lot of factors outside. People laughing at you, mocking you, saying things about you, but it doesn't matter. You on a journey to in, into the fourth dimension. You ain't on a journey in, into the highest level of blessing. Hallelujah. And not everybody's going to be there with you, and you just got to say, "God, give it to me. I'm going to take it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, getting another man's anointing is dangerous, but we need the heart of Jesus. You see, there's two things I want to say. When Elisha got the anointing from Elijah, he was not ready. He was a bold guy. And these young kids came laughing at him. And he just released a word. Bam! Out of anger. And their bear came and destroyed them. Because the anointing is a very dangerous thing. I've learned that in my life. That I'm very aware with what God has entrusted me with. One man got on the phone with me. I I was on the phone in fact with this lady the one that was praying for her. In fact, not praying, I was in conversation with her. In Africa, in Africa, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens. And the Holy Spirit just came upon me. And I said, there's a man in your house. And he's trying to curse me now. I said, but he's in danger. His life is in danger. If he doesn't repent, this man is in danger. And as I said that... Two hours later, he got so sick. I found out this man in the house was a Sangoma. Sangoma is a witch doctor in Africa. He did some crazy stuff and he said to his wife, he said, I try to go against that man of God, but he's too high. I cannot reach him. Four weeks later, this man died, but he gave his life to Jesus. He called me, he said, I must repent. God saved his soul. But the anointing is a dangerous thing. And when God, anointing is like wealth. God demands obedience and stewardship. It's like somebody giving you their credit card. You don't mess with what, you don't mess with it. You are wise with it. You are steward with it. And this is what the Lord is looking for in this generation. They that are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. All creation is in groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. God is looking for a generation that will reflect like Joseph who he is. That's an inheritance. The God said, I don't want you to have the natural, fleshly, earthly inheritance that everybody else has. You are called out of darkness. You are called into my marvelous light. You are called to be separated. Not everybody's going to get your process. Not everybody's going to get what you're saying. Through your journey, you're not even going to understand your own self, your own journey. You're going to be so confused, but you just got to walk by faith. And not by sight. And just keep doing what you're doing and keep praising God. Come on. That's the journey. And so the Lord said, I have to get rid of the old nature. The old nature is the deceiver. The old nature is the serpent. The old nature is ugly. The old nature is your enemy. The old nature is like the serpent full of venom. It wants to bite you. It wants to attack you. It's bitterness. Genesis 39, let us turn there real quick. Genesis 39, verse number 6. And he left, this is Potiphar, listen to this. This is the second dimension. And he left all he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not ought he had saved the bread which he did eat and Joseph was a goodly person which also means he was a good looking person for all you ladies out there and he was a good person and well favored he was handsome, he was honest he was integrous and but This is the danger I see with many folks. They break through the first dimension into the second dimension, which I want to say this. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things which are in the world, because I called you out of darkness into my light. The second dimension is where you've broken through, and everybody, like, you're the guy. have you heard of Joseph Joseph can handle anything he's he's just like a whiz kid you know he's and so the favor is there but it's not your inheritance it's the worldly inheritance you're still a slave to it you're still in bondage to it the anointing still operates you're still born again but it's very much in the natural so he said this and he left it all in the joseph's and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon joseph you know you always see that the test of the enemy to rob you of your destiny always comes with sin, which means to miss the mark. Are you with me today? And I'm going to say this again, that obedience is always costly. But obedience is not as costly as disobedience. Because disobedience will cost you your life obedience will necessitate faith hallelujah but you know the Bible said about Balaam who was about to curse the children of Israel and he couldn't curse him so he said to Balak send the woman in and boy oh boy the men fell with all the women, and they had a curse on them big time let me tell you folks it's not worth messing with the devil You know, there's that old song, he'll make a fool out of you. Don't dance with the devil. You know more to play the fool. Come on. So he'll play the fool with you. And uh, Joseph had this revelation. When you love God, you have a revelation because you are focused. Let me say this. Each one of us, God is entrusting us. With a treasure. And the enemy is after what you've got. That's why he's been hitting so many of you so hard. Some of you physically in your body. And I believe the healer is here today. And Some of you emotionally. Some of you being molested. Or you just went down the wrong pathway. Praise God he is a restorer and he loves you. The solical anointing—they prophesy out of their own belly. They prophesy to the desires of people's hearts. That's also the danger with false prophets: is that they're very psychic. They pick up what people are feeling. They don't prophesy what God's heart is. And pretty much 80 percent of the church today is filled with a lot of psychic prophets. They understand the psychic realm, the psychic dimension, and they're moving very much in that solical belly worldly you're going to get a car you're going to have a baby i see you're going to get married to this person i see what address you're living in blah 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 it at the end of the day there's no spiritual benefit actually it's very natural and the people love it because they want to be fascinated that's what the devil does he fascinates us we like entertainment so the quickest way God will deal with us is he'll test us to see do we love the world or don't we love the world. So he brings a pot of his wife to us and he says, well, here's a business deal for you. Here's an opportunity to be successful, but you've got to sell your soul. In fact, I was watching about two years ago Lady Gaga on Netflix and she was talking about how <clears throat> she wished she had never done it. Because she said she was in New York and she was a normal singer, and she, this guy came to her at the end of it. He said, uh, "I got a, I got an opportunity for you, but you got to give something up." And she said she gave her soul. See. Satan is after your soul. Think about it. Your soul, Jesus came into this world. If there was one person, he would have come into this world because your soul is worth more than all the money in the world. God is spirit. And and it's so easy to get caught up in in our daily needs. But the Lord said, don't worry about your daily needs. Give us our daily bread. God said, I'll look after you just like the sparrow. I'll look after you if you put your faith and your trust in me. I'll make a way for you. Satan is after your soul. Satan was after his soul. Satan wanted to pull him down into the pit. Satan was after his inheritance and his blessing. And Satan doesn't come in a form like we expected. Well, this was a beautiful form. I believe she was a beautiful woman. But she was also a very powerful woman. And that's also many times the intimidation because the opportunities that are presented to us always have a twist because if you reject those opportunities they can be very costly are you with me today and that was where god led the children of israel out of egypt it was costly amen so he went through the process Where the world could not pull him in, the magnetism of the world, the seduction of the system could not entice the destiny and the promise that was not about the mantle that he got from his dad. But it was about the prophetic vision that God had granted on him. And I want to encourage you that each one have a prophetic, eternal vision from God. Are you here today? Hallelujah. So we're going then. He rejected this and it cost him. Because it caused his destiny to be imprisoned. And I know many folks that have gone through this journey of Really suffering, remember the things we're going through we cannot explain to others. It's not physical like this, but it's experiential. Because choosing the way of the Spirit (laughs) comes with a price tag. But there is an end to that journey. Just like Jacob. How many of Jacob went 14 years at Laban's house, and after 20 years, come on somebody. God said, it's time. Somebody say, it's time. It's time. So the third stage of the third dimension is the royal anointing. The kingly royal, you can pass it, yeah, amen, thanks, Adam. Hallelujah. Thanks, it's the kingly royal anointing. How many hungry for that? Your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, chosen out of darkness to walk into God's awesome light. Again, the journey is that there are layers of self which deal with the motives of our heart. So the word of God is sharper. Hebrews says than any two edged sword, and it divides between the soul and the spirit and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It gets down to the motivation. Why? That's the core of what God is after. Because remember, there was a problem that happened in eternity past where Lucifer thought he was God. And he sat in the seat of God. Remember, it's a nature. Lucifer has a nature. That nature is the nature that we wrestle with. That nature must be tested and must be removed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Jesus looked at Simon and he said, get thee behind me, Satan, because Satan will always try and give his opinion. That's why you go through the journey to discern what's God, what's me, what's the devil, Now say it again, what's God, what's me, what's the devil? Are you getting this now? So the kingly anointing must enter in Psalm 24. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. The king of glory, may he enter in. Genesis, not Genesis, but Psalms 24. The king of glory. Somebody say the king of glory. So the, the last anointing is not even though you're in the house of Potiphar, God takes us through the process. And he, he takes that bitter spirit. Now I'm going to say something. because Psalm 105 said about Joseph that he was, the Bible said until the word of the Lord tried and tested him. He still had underlying anger, bitterness. Disappointment. See, disappointment hurts. Hurts can be great motivators or driving forces in our decisions in life. And disappointment comes through unmet expectations. We expect things to turn out a certain way. We wanted a dad maybe that would love us or a mother that would love us and accept us or... You know, we wanted to be accepted by society. And all these disappointments come. So Joseph had a great expectation that was not met in his family. And the journey ended up becoming a bitter journey because it was a disappointment. His life was a disappointment. His journey was a disappointment. Although he excelled in all those areas, the final test to enter to the great blessing of God was that he dealt with the spirit. One of the things I want to say is a spirit of revenge. Because power's a dangerous thing. Financial well being in the wrong hands can be a dangerous thing. I was ministering in South Africa at one of the great events there and I said to the folks, I said, you know, I said, many of you, and these are many politicians and businessmen have got billions. I said, but your great test right now, this is 10 years ago, you paid the price for the blessings, you suffered for the blessings, but if you're not gonna reach over the wall and forgive your cruel brothers, you're gonna waste your inheritance. And there's something going on in South Africa right now where all the blessing is being corrupted because of the spirit of bitterness and hatred. The greatest test of Joseph in Genesis, I believe it's 49, he was able to forgive. You see, it's the people that, are, that have abused you, used you, misused you, betrayed you, let you down, disappointed you, looked down on you, enslaved you. That are the very reason that God is going to open up the windows of heaven because it's how you handle your journey and you forgive. But the principle still works. The test is how you handle it. And God is looking, I believe, in this generation, maybe I'm speaking to one person here, Maybe I'm just speaking to the atmosphere. But I believe we're moving into the season of a great blessing connection that is coming. Kingly anointing that is going to manifest because it's part of prophetic promise that God has for this hour. But are we going to be bitter in that position? And this I want to say the last third dimension is that it's no longer. Somebody say no longer. I that lives but Christ that lives in me. So I want to say this, that many folks want a prophecy from God. They want this destiny from God. But if you really hear them, it's about them. God said this over me. God spoke this over me. Me, 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 me. My mantle, my, my anointing, me, 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 me. No longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me, that I may know him. Amen. The Bible said that I may know him and the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. The, 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 the knowing of the Lord is the key to everything. But we want the prophecy, we want the promise, but we don't want the process. Are you here with me today? So every prophetic destiny takes us through the process. Amen. To remove the outward layer, okay, so that is that it's Christ that lives in me. And so, um, sickness, spiritual jealousy, all of these things come against us to bring us to the ultimate realm. And that is the life of Christ. Do you believe that? Do you believe that in this natural world, that is what the promise of the word is? All of creation is in groaning and in a process of groaning because it's longing to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, when it says sons of God, understand that it's not gender-based, but because I don't want to get into all the details of that, but it is just basically means a duplicate copy of Jesus Christ, his image. Again, in heaven, there's no gender. There's representations because you got masculine and you got feminine, different representations of God. Like Al Shaddai means a many breasted one, the nurturing one. God is spirit. But God represents himself in a masculine form because it's authority. That's why there's such an attack against, I mean, just go down that tangent now, against a masculine form. Because there's a spirit of rebellion in the world. That's Satan's nature. Satan's nature hates authority. The female form is the nurturing, the comforting, the protection. The Holy Spirit. So the enemy is wanting to confuse everybody. Because in the natural and in the spirit, he wants to confuse. All right, that's a little tangent there. Some say the life of Christ. Some say this, all the mantles are in Jesus. Now, uh, today, if you are in any of these, what's going on out there in the churchianity world, there's folks doing weird stuff like going to grave sites and saying, I want the anointing of, <clears throat> let's say, William Branham and all these Catherine Colemans and they're hanging on the grave sites and doing crazy things. And that's not how you get it. I had a heavenly experience. had many, but one of them was. I was in this room called Isaiah's room, and in this room I saw many mantles, So jewels all over the floor, and there's a lot in it, but to say this, that I didn't want those mantles. I saw there was one in the middle, and it was Jesus. And I put him on, because in Jesus is everything you need. There's the mantle of Elijah you need there. If you need Elijah, he'll manifest Elijah. If, if you need John, he'll manifest John. If there's an Esther, he'll manifest an Esther favor. Meaning that in each one of those, there's attributes in Christ Jesus. In fact, in Yeshua Christ Jesus, there's 365 names of God, but they're all wrapped up in one name. The Bible said it's the name above every other name. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. You don't need another name. Come on. You, you don't need another name. You need the name of Jesus. And so all the mantles of the prophets, all the mantles of the saints that have gone before us, all of these anointings are still hidden in Christ Jesus. And so to enter into that, all the Lord is asking of us, I want and I'm calling each of you to die to your identity. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Come on, somebody. And all things have become new. And so the problem today is nobody wants to die Now, I'm not saying you need to go and shoot yourself. I'm saying die to your opinions, your identity. And God wants us to walk in the Spirit. So Jesus said, unless a seed or grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it bears much fruit. But if we don't die, there's no fruit. So we can heal in his name. We can cast out devils in his name. But I want to say this. Jesus does that. You do not get rewards for how many people you've healed. How many dead you've raised. The great reward is God is looking for sons. Understanding sons means duplicate copy. God is looking to see himself. And when you see him and he sees you, it's the same. Because the same spirit raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you to quicken your mortal body. God is looking for his image. He's looking for reflection. And that's the struggle we face. It's an identity struggle. Who is my father? Kind of like that, you know. I'm not getting into that one. But my father, that's my identity. I look unto Jesus. Amen. We got to speak the truth, and the true anointing operates from the truth. We cannot be chameleons, depending who we are around, we we're like that original Joseph mantle that he was given by his father, was a technicolor mantle where we are not in truth. We compromise, and we adjust ourselves to the environment that we're in. And we're always fitting in, but we're not truthful to who God's called us to be. Hallelujah. I want to make this statement, if you do the works, or if you work it, you get the works of the flesh. When God does it, it's not from self. Many people have motives to do the things they do. I'm nearly done, just hold on with me. Like, am I going to be the greatest preacher? I'm going to have the wealth. I've been around so many folks through the seasons of talking about the Joseph anointing, and everybody's going to have this great wealth. I've been with folks that are working on massive deals for years. I've seen folks lose everything, working on very legitimate deals. But I always say to them, folks, What are you going to do when you get that money? I don't believe God's going to release it till there's some kind of change in you because you're going to be too dangerous. And they get so close, but it never happens because they get caught up in the materialism. Amen? So, in the end, everything must go to Jesus. That's why we're here. All the glory all the honor, all the praise. In the book of Genesis 39, we begin to see something very interesting. I want to just find this real quick. Hallelujah. In fact, Genesis 40. And we begin to see, somebody said, must all go to Jesus. See, until the word of the Lord tried and tested him, this may be something for others. We're all in different parts of this journey in our own personal lives. So this is a life word. This word has come out of experience. So I don't just give it to you as just a message or a sermon. I give it to you as... Something experienced and something still to be experienced by me and by each of you. Genesis 40 verse 2 said that, and Pharaoh was angry against two of his officers. Now understand this, that Joseph was in prison. Joseph served in prison. Joseph excelled in the prison always because you cannot take the seed away wherever you are placed, you will have favor with God and man because he had an excellent spirit. And the one thing, at least our spirit, my spiritual sons and daughters in the house, we encourage is an excellent spirit. We don't have this half-hearted attitude. If I do something, whether it's whatever I do, I've learned to trust God for the best. Come on somebody if i buy sound equipment i'm going to believe god for the best i may get it at a much better price than everybody else because people don't understand how i do it but i have faith for the best but i don't pay the high price come on because i have a jewish (laughs) hallelujah he knows how to get good good deals come on somebody but you know what You know, if you're going to, yeah, I learned this, by the way, because my dad was a missionary. He came from a wealthy family, but he was a missionary. And I learned, I used to get everybody's hand-me-down clothes. I used to have clothes. I'd go to school and my pants were like, yay, high, And I said to the Lord, this, I'm done with this. I'm not wearing these things. This is, this is ridiculous. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to believe God for the type of jeans I want. My mother used to cut my hair she thought she was the most amazing woman cutting my hair because for some reason she just loved cutting my hair and I hated it when she cut my hair. She used to go like this. And I remember the first time I said, Mom, you're not cutting my hair anymore. I'm going to the hairdresser. She started crying. I said, Mom, I love you, but there's just no way. I cannot do it anymore. So I look like a little, nothing against, I, I lived in China, I lived in Hong Kong and everybody, but everybody say, you're Chinese. I say, well, maybe I am, you know, because my hair... And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, listen, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to go to that hairdresser and you're going to provide for me. And I went to the hairdresser and he provided for me. I said, Lord, I'm going to believe you. If I'm going to believe for a certain kind of genes, I'm going to believe for the genes I want. I'm not going to just get any genes because I know faith has a focus. I'm going on a side tangent, but it's all good for you. So in other words, excellent spirit, believe God and you build your faith. Amen. And so. You know, God started to bless me. I, I mean, i got to tell you, even with my shoes, I, I mean, if I took pastors out to buy them shoes, I wouldn't buy them Kmart and Walmart shoes. I'd go and say, in the name of Jesus, here we go. I'm spending everything I can on the best shoes. What do you want? What are the best shoes in this place? I buy them the best shoes. Even though I didn't have the best shoes. But you know what? God has given me really good shoes. I'm honest with you. I mean, look at the shoes I'm wearing now. I know everybody's looking, but they're Ferragamos. I didn't buy the Ferragamos. God blessed me with Ferragamos. I cannot buy Ferragamos. Amen. Somebody came and took me and said, I want to buy those Ferragamos. Come on, somebody. Because I want to encourage you. How does it work? God is an excellent God. And you stretch your faith. So Joseph, whatever the situation he was in, he wasn't a small-minded person. He still knew he had a big guard. But God had to deal. I'm going to get back to this now. God had to deal with the issues of his heart. Let me say to each of us, the journey is about here. See, you can sit and blame your parents, your environment, your education, I don't see him having an education. I don't see him having, you know, all of what everybody else would want in today's world. You know, you've got to go to college and this whole, nothing wrong with that. God put him through hell and dealt with the things in his heart he never even knew existed. But God saw beyond. And he said, I'm going to prepare you for something greater than you because I know what's in you. So verse 2 says Pharaoh was angry against two of his officers and basically they were put in the in the ward and then we go on along the journey into verse number 12. And we begin to see there, and Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation. In other words, the butler had a dream, and then he interpreted the dream. Now, I'm going to say this, folks. When you're going through your hell, your gift won't get you out of there. He tried to use his gift to get him out of there. Only when it's time, your gift will be recognized. Remember what he said, mention me? He never mentioned him. When God wanted him to be mentioned, he mentioned him. Are you with me today? Then we go on and we go to verse 37. Verse 37. Let's go from verse 33. In fact... This is what he said in verse 12 of 41, actually verse 8. Came to pass in the morning the spirit was troubled. This is now about Pharaoh. Pharaoh was troubled. How about God orchestrates in a very amazing way? The danger with many of us is when we try and help God. You don't have to help God with your family members, just pray. When you interfere you make it worse I may begin to say that to some of the mothers out there, please don't get upset if I say that but sometimes you just got to leave God with your children, leave God with your husband the Holy Spirit is the helper, if you're the helper, do it with the Holy Spirit, don't try and be the helper without the Holy Spirit you have another helper amen Come on. And it came to pass in the morning, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the the magicians and the wise men. Folks, where we are today, folks are not so agnostic or atheistic anymore. The generation we're in is a spiritual generation. I believe we're on par, and there's a parallel between the mindset that was in that day. We're moving more into that mindset than the mindset of 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, and Joseph was primed, prepared to confront the spirit of the ages, the age, the spirit of principalities and powers. And so how many know God's word is above the psychic realm? So all the psychics, the magicians, you know, the David Blaines and all these folks were out there And then spoke the chief butler of pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. And and then the baker. And then it spoke about the dreams. And there was a young man, a Hebrew. And uh, he interpreted out dreams. And it came to pass in verse 13, as he interpreted to us, so it was me, he, which is you, restored unto mine, his office, and him. Uh, you, he hang, which is the other, you know, the, the other, the baker and the butler. So we go on and we begin to look. I want to go to verse 42 now. And uh, I want to just look here. And there we begin to see in verse 41, God began it from verse, you know, 33. In fact, for Genesis 41, verse 33. Are you all good? Yes. This is just to get it in you. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out. A man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seventh plentiful years. So he just spoke about the promises of God. And then verse 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. What Joseph interpreted. Let me, let me say this. that um, We have to learn to operate in the gifts. In what God has called us to do, we have the Holy Spirit. Joseph's journey was to remove the mantle of doing it through self and releasing the dovetail, which means the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. That's where you're gonna fly. So he was flying here, he had the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness. And he had the fruits of the Spirit. Are you good this morning? Getting this teaching? Amen. And then he began to soar above the system. This is what it's all about. Fourth dimension anointing. He broke the third into the fourth dimension. He was above and not beneath the head and not the tail. Going over and not under. He began to see things from a higher level than the magicians and the wise men of the day because he saw things from the point of view of what God's word says. And God's word is exalted above all. You see, when you embrace God's word for your life, you become one with that word. And people will want what you have, but they'll never be able to have it because they've never been through the process. And that's what God is calling. He says, He's calling us. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, verse 39, verse 38, Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as, the, as this is a man in whom, this is so important, the Spirit, or a woman in whom the Spirit of God is? It's what God's calling for, 2020. This is the wealth that's coming. A man in whom God's spirit is. I don't care if you're in the age of Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, Pharaoh, or the beast himself in that sense. God will raise up his Josephs and his Daniels and his men and women of favor that will stand in the courts of the kings and say that thus saith the lord think of esther in the courts of the king saying thus saith the lord and god granting his spirit you see the journey is that it's not flesh and truth or emotions soul and truth mixture but it is they that worship me in john chapter 4 in the mountain of the lord in spirit and truth they're connected heart to heart, a dimension of the spirit. Yes, you're in the body, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. But I'm connected to what the voice of the Lord is saying. It's not I that's speaking, but I'm in him, and he's in me, and we're connected, we're not disconnected, and therefore I can go into anybody's courts and anybody's chambers And God will speak because he's, I'm like the eagle. I've waited on the Lord (laughs) in that difficult place. And the Lord has loosened the bonds and the prison and the chains. And I'm free to fly. And I'm connected to what his will is. The spirit of the Lord. The Ruach Elohim is in me. The power of God is in me. The Spirit of God is in me, and I'm filled because that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead resurrected me from the pit of hell. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, "Well as much as God has showed you all this, there's none so discreet and wise as you are. Where is that wisdom from? Not from the university, Not from Harvard and Yale but it's from the pit, it's from the rejection, it's from the pain, it's from the isolation, it's from the wrestling, it's from the calling, it's from the crying, it's from the abandonment, it's from the expectation that wasn't met, but yet you found in that place something so real. And it's called the gold that is tried in the fire. For when gold goes through and it is refined, there is only one way to prove the gold, and that is called reflection. You see your image in the gold through the fire, and you know there's nothing impure in it. And that's what the Lord is talking to each of us this day, and that's called the new anointing. Now I'm going to say this. When Adam and Eve fell and they got into sin, how many you know that there was an animal sacrifice and the Bible said they put on coats of skin? We have a greater glory. It's called the treasure in earthen vessels the bible said in matthew twenty-two, eleven, there was a man he came into the wedding feast and he was naked you see you can praise god you can shout you can scream if it's all in emotions you're naked but we must be clothed the bible said put on christ clothed with christ it's not the old nature it's not the old man i'm in the new man it's not religion it's not a church denomination, but it's the image. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. The Spirit is within me, but I'm also clothed in Christ. I've got that mantle. I'm not a naked soul. So the word of God is in any two-edged sword. It divides between the soul and the spirit. And it's in a double-minded man, which means two minds is unstable in all his ways. We go through the process of discernment to know what is from the lower self to the higher self. We learn to disconnect the foreskin skin of the flesh and we cut off what can be produced by the natural man and we move into the inheritance of the spiritual man. Identity. What I'm speaking about today is identity. That's the cloak. So this is what begins to happen. God rewards him. Not man. God gives him this enthronement, this authority, this representation of all Egypt. But something in verse 42 that is very key in this. And he said, he put vestures of fine linen. Again, he was stripped of everything. And his final position was God... Clothe him in identity. We're not wandering stars or souls, but we have an identity. We're grounded in him and in his love. Again, I want to say, just like in my introduction today, the great war of today is identity. Identity. Well, I'm African-American, and I'm Caucasian, and I'm this, and I'm Irish, and I'm French, and I'm Portuguese, and I'm Italian, and blah 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 and I'm, you know, I'm this identity, and now folks don't even know what they are. Well, I'm a dog, and you know, I'm a cat, and so forth and so forth, you know? I mean, really, you can be anything you want. Well, I'm none of those. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I'm ruling and reigning with Christ. That's my identity. God does not see color. God does not see even gender. God looks at the hearts and he bypassed millions of people to find one man named David because he said he does not look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. And I think all these folks trying to find Jesus in a color are all messing it up. Oh, Jesus was this. Jesus was Jesus took a body To crucify a body. Because he wanted to show that there's nothing pretty in anybody. It's what's in you. He showed that the flesh is ugly. In fact, Lucifer was made beautiful. And it corrupted him. So God made man out of the dust of the earth. To show him that dust, not so pretty. Nothing pretty in the dust. But there's something pretty on the inside of you. God called him Joseph, changed his name to Zephanepaneah, gave him a ring, which means authority in a position of authority and inheritance and identity. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. You are ruling and reigning, and I'm going to encourage you, you may look at your life, maybe it's just your family situation, your job situation. Maybe it's your personal conflicts with relationships, but each of you on a microcosmic and some on a macro, greater level, but the microcosmic is for the macrocosmic. And even though it may be simple things, if you can confront those things, God's gonna give you a ring of authority and a place of honor and a place of dignity and a place of, amen, recognition. And it said that his name was Zaphneph Panea, which means life. The thief came to kill. I just thought that was funny. I got in the car today, 10-10, John 10-10. The thief came to kill, steal and destroy. But I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Somebody say, thank you. Come on, lift up your hand and say, Lord, thank you for your life. I want to encourage you because God's going to restore some of you. Some of you being on a difficult journey, in a difficult journey, life is being hard on you. Life is being difficult. Life is, life is difficult. But in God, he makes it easy. He said, I'm going to give you life. Somebody say life. Come on, lift up your hand. Say, Lord, thank you that you're doing a work of restoration. John 10.10. 10. Thief came to kill, steal, and destroy. But you're going to give life, 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 life life, more abundantly. Where my flesh, where my emotions, where my family have had a a role and has caused me heartache and pain today where the thief has entered in, I reject every lie, every deception, every penetration of the enemy, and I declare that there's a restoration in my situation. There's a restoration in my destination. I'm moving upward. I'm moving higher. I'm going over, not under. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. God is with me, and if God is for me, who can be against me? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap of praise right now. And I'm going to say this, that recognition came from the least expected place. Folks would have said, what do you want to be with Pharaoh? Why do you want to be in that place? <laughs> God will put you in the place that he's prepared you for. And it doesn't matter what your brothers and sisters think. So God said, I'm going to, Paneah means savior of the world that's the messianic age or kingdom that God has prepared for us to enter in but I'm nearly done here hold on but it means Jehovah shall add you need to let that sink Jehovah shall add press down shaken together it means dynamos power. You see, dynamos power is the only way I can explain it because dynamos power is dynamo. It starts and it keeps increasing. Give and it shall be given unto thee. And it keeps. <laughs> And it goes; it just intensifies what God's spirit began in you. He will be faithful to complete it, and it just increases because it's in you, and it's in you, and it's growing in you, and it cannot be stopped, and it's not just temporal for this world and for this generation. It's for the generations to come, and it's still increasing. What God did in Joseph's life is still happening today, and we're tapping into it in eternities to come. Come on, somebody. Nearly done now. Jehovah shall add life more abundant. That's the life of Christ. Sown as a servant. Sown as a slave. In Potiphar's house, the anointing used against him. But I want to close with this very scripture, Second Corinthians 4.17. If you will just turn there. You can put that up, 2 Corinthians 4.17. Are you good today? Are you encouraged today? For our light affliction, think about this, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding an internal weight of glory. Go to verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen. I think that's the greatest test. We do not look at the things which are seen. Folks, change your focus now. Don't look at your setback. Because you're coming back. Greater, stronger, more powerful. You've been pressed down. You've been shaken together. But you're coming to the running over while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen that's the secret get your focus off of this temporary setback that you're in and lift up your hands and praise god praise god for the pain the rejection the hurt what folks betrayed you what they did to you thank him for it for the things which are seen are just temporary it's just temporary It's just what you're struggling through right now in relationships, it's temporary. Just keep on doing what you're doing. (coughs) God will work it out. Somebody say eternal. So the momentary light affliction is preparing a way greater glory. God is preparing us for the eternal. Come on, lift up both your hands. Come on, pray in your prayer language for a minute. Pray in your prayer language for a minute. Just pray to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. I want you to realign your focus from a, from a setback mentality, from a depressed mindset, from an imprisoned mentality, from looking at the cruelty of what people did to you, that every time you get into a situation, you give your best, but it doesn't work out. But just understand that this is just temporary. Temporary, whatever you're going through, it's just Temporary. It's just for a moment. In eternity, it's a moment. And God is preparing you. And keep and change your focus onto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus looking under Jesus who for the joy that was set before him endured the suffering of the cross because he knew what it would produce and so get away from what you're looking at don't look at your problem don't look at your bank account don't look at that relationship that's gone bad don't look at the past or what people did to you look to Jesus know that he's going to work it out know that he's going to turn it around know that there are miracles on the way if you just stick in by faith and you say Lord I know it's a momentary it's a light affliction but it's producing something called glory and I'm hungry for your glory I'm hungry for your presence and I'm hungry for your power come on just seek the Lord right now God is calling people that's intercession Joseph was an intercessor God took him on a journey he wasn't just a person that prayed he was a person that became a prayer your life is to be called a prayer and prayer is agreement between God and man between heaven and earth God is calling People to become seeds that die, but if they would die, they will produce much fruit. And whatever it is the Lord is calling each of us to pay a price for in this generation, may we be counted worthy, worthy to suffer, worthy to endure, worthy to go through the process for the joy that was set before Him, for the mantle of the anointing. Amen.